Hello, hello, hello. I'm your host, Nikki C. And welcome to another episode of Life Got In The Way, a podcast that is dedicated to growing, learning, and achieving our lifelong goals. Today, we have a very special guest, owner of Barnes CPR Training Center, LLC, Matthew Barnes. Join us as we talk to Matt and we get an inside look at how he's been able to not only grow as a business owner, but also continue to maintain the work-life balance needed to be a father of two, a husband, as well as continuously pursue his own personal passions, which include running and competing in marathons. All right, you guys ready to get started? Let's go. so excited to have you on as a special guest today. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Yes, yes. I know sometimes life can be so stressful sometimes, um, but no one understands how stressful that can be. Then someone who has had a stressful line of work also balances family life, school life, and all the other parts of life in between. So, uh, Matt, I want to thank you again for taking the time out to be on our podcast. And for those who do not know you, can you give us a little background, kind of where you're from, your your career, field, uh, whatever um, context you want to give us, just to get an idea of who is Matt? Yeah, sure. It, it, it's going to be a boring intro, but um, <laughs> I, I am originally um, from Gary, Indiana, um, born and born and raised. Um, actually attended Bishop Institute, graduated class in 2000. Um, high school, I went to Kentucky State University in Frankfort, Kentucky, um, another my, mighty fine institute of historical black colleges and university. While I was there, I studied business, business management, um, pledged Kappa Alpha Psi, Fraternity Incorporated, um, okay. and then also became a Freemason while I was there. Halfway through uh, my education, I ended up moving to Wisconsin. Um, and depending on which side of the of, of the ball you're looking at, it, it may or may not have been a stupid move. But I went to Wisconsin, was there for a little bit, and actually met my then wife. And interesting enough, I met her um, off of Facebook. And that's just a, a, a different story for a different time. I met her on Facebook. We ended up moving to Texas 2007. Moved down to Texas. We were engaged for about a year and a half. Got married back in Wisconsin, June 13th of 2009. We just had an anniversary a few weeks ago. Um, actually, almost a month ago. Oh, um, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and then came back down here, you know, and, and we've been living in Texas ever since then. Uh, we have two beautiful girls. My, the oldest one is 11. The youngest one is two. So we essentially have a built-in babysitter. 
Um, and then of course, as, as things like that happens, stuff gets put on the back burner and, and, you know, stuff gets in the way, life gets in the way, life happens. I've worked as everything as a security guard. I've worked as a private eye, I've worked, um, state farm. I've worked, uh, you know, some, some blue collar jobs, a couple of white collar jobs, um, but my passion was to become a firefighter and the process here in Texas is a little bit different than a lot of other places. Um, I think the problem, or not the problem, but one of the, one of the big deals with Texas is because Texas is such a big state, um, majority of the firefighters here are volunteers. So anytime you go to apply for a firefighter position, for example, like Dallas, you have people from all over the the state coming to apply, you know, four or 5,000 people applying for five, 10, 15, maybe a hundred jobs tops, you know, not everybody gets, you know, gets in. So, um, had to go a different route with that, end up becoming an EMT, um, and then worked for a firefighter on and off, um, since 2012. Um, and then right at the end of co actually right before COVID, um, July-ish of 2019, um, started my own CPR and life safety training business. Um, and then of course COVID hit a few months later and, and that kind of, that kind of changed things a little bit, uh, rearranged some things, but towards the end of COVID and, and more specifically beginning of this year, things really started to pick up. So the good thing about that is I have my own business. I set my own hours and I get to spend more time with family. And All right. Yeah. So you, it sounds like you have had a very um, colorful career wise. I'm really curious about that, uh, that idea of the, um, what's it, uh, the private eye? What was yes, that? What yeah. is, oh, tell me so, about that. I, I just, yeah, not every day I get to interview a private no, eye. So. It, it, was, it was interesting because when we first moved down here, um, we essentially didn't have a job when we moved down here. And we moved in with my wife's aunt. Um, and her aunt's brother-in-law worked as a private eye and I'm talking to him about it and he's, he's telling me what he was doing and it was dealing mostly with, um, working as cop. So anytime okay. somebody hurts themselves in a job, instead of paying out X amount of money, you know, they'll, they'll hire a private eye and essentially it's cheaper that way just to make sure the person's actually hurt. Sometimes they're legit hurt, sometimes they're not. Um, so I was like, all right, well, I need a job. I'll go ahead and do it. You know, my wife and thought it was really exciting. I was like, it's not as exciting as you think. So, uh, so I did that. So I, I, with that, I got a chance to pretty much travel a good portion of the state of Texas and Oklahoma. Um, just essentially following people around, making sure they were actually hurt. Um, I mean, it's Texas, so it's, it's hot 10 months out of the year. Um, I have, I have passed out in my car several times <laughs> waiting on, waiting people to come out. And that's how you learn that people oh are creatures of habit. Um, mm -hmm. I worked, um, I think one of the, one of the bigger cases I've worked was in Oklahoma. And some of the rules as far as being a private eye in Oklahoma, or they, they vary from state to state. Um, but, but one rule we had in Oklahoma was you could not run license plates and you couldn't verify who you were following is, is who you're supposed to be following. You couldn't canvas. So, which means that you couldn't, you know, knock on the door, or even ask the neighbors just to kind of make sure that's, you know, who it is. But I spent on and off maybe about a month or two 
following this guy and this guy I was following matched description to the T from the vehicle, from the address, from the height, weight, doctor's appointment, everything. And, and I got hours and hours of video of this guy building and remodeling the house. And I got called. Yes. And I got called to court to testify. And the client's attorney comes up to me and he says, hey, that guy over there. Is that the guy you were following? Because it's like it's kind of iffy on the tape, but you know, whatever. I was like, uh, nope, that's not him. It's like, are you sure? Hundred percent positive, it's not him. And it was not him. Oh, oh well. So of course I'm feeling like crap. I'm like, I did all this work, you know, and, and it's, it's all going to go south. But the client was happy because they ended up paying the guy thirty thousand dollars instead of a quarter, no, instead of half a million dollars for his work in the cop claim. So essentially, oh, you know, okay. save the company a good portion of money. So they, they were happy with that. But I mean, not all of them were, were like them. I mean, some of them get followed and sometimes you get chased by people. And I've had coworkers had guns put out on them and, and things like that because people don't like to be followed. They like to respect their privacy. But yeah, that's not something I would do again. <laughs> yeah, especially in this climate, post COVID and everything, everybody's on edge. So you. Yes. Lurking, yeah. especially being a person of color, walking around lurking behind bushes and stuff, following. <laughs> I uh, yeah, well, 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 luckily it wasn't it wasn't necessarily lurking behind, but following people. And Texas Texans are are, are notorious for for driving like a bat out of hell. So sometimes keeping up with them is is difficult. And then following them, and they recognize your 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 vehicle. And I always had to keep a change of clothes just to change out of shirts and change out of pants they wouldn't recognize me and and stuff like that i mean i've i've, I've followed a client to a strip club once so wow yeah so i mean it's yeah, it's, it's interesting so yeah you kind of kind of have to be prepared and, and that's taught me to, to kind of be flexible and adaptable um which is something i've, I've kind of learned and, and, and taken with me you know even to this day so okay all right well yes adaptability and uh that's that's something that is uh, a skill that will you carry. You carry with, with a lot of the things. And so you mentioned that you um, also have your own um, company. Yes. So um, tell us a little bit about uh, the the CPR company and 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 why did you and how did that get started? What was what was the vision behind that? So so here's here's kind of how it all started. So in in 2012. Um, I became a firefighter, you know, did my firefighter certification. I volunteered with one of the local cities, but with the state of Texas, you have to be certified as at least an EMT. So you have to have some type of medical training. So 2012, got my, my fire cert, um, 2013, January of 2013, I, I graduated from, from EMT school, right? So became an EMT. And then halfway through there, I went back and started teaching at the school I got my, my certification from. Um, and I didn't teach full time, but it was, it was kind of, you know, I showed up for some of the skills and, and some of the all day, all day events and, and hands on portions of the class. But part of being an EMT was teaching CPR. And, and I have always, I have always wanted to be a firefighter and I've always had this passion for, for helping people, um, for being some type of, of servant to others. And that's just, that's just how it is and that's just kind of how I grew up so essentially I've been teaching CPR since 2013 and it's something I enjoy doing I love doing it and I've been CPR certified for 
20 something years. So it was something that I knew and understood and, and, and enjoyed doing. Um, so it was actually one of those things to where somebody asked me to teach a couple of classes for it. And then me and my wife got to talking. She was like, well, you, you know, you've been doing this for, for however many years, for five, six, seven years at the time. And why don't you start? You know, why don't you start your business? Like, oh, okay, whatever. And kind of, kind of put it in, in the back of my mind for a little bit. And then something to say, I think I can do this on my own. Like, I just, you know, sink or swim, but I can do it on my own. So, so got everything, got all my instructor certification, got everything I needed to do to start teaching on my own. So I have my own training center, which means I can teach not only students, but I can teach other people to be instructors. And I have a few instructors under me and they're, they're, they're contracting employees. So they, they kind of teach it, you know, however they want to teach or whenever they want to teach. But, um, my main focus is teaching, um, minorities and, and those essentially who live below the poverty line. And, and, and the reason being is because, um, a study came out a few years ago saying that those who minorities, especially those who live below the poverty line, are less likely to receive CPR mm. in the event of a cardiac arrest. And and part of it mm-hmm. is because it, it's kind of like when you hear that 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 black people, African Americans, minorities don't know how to swim. It's it, yeah, it it's kind of along that line. Yeah, it's kind of along those lines, and 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 it and it's partially because of of the lack of knowledge and the lack of, of teaching and, and, and the lack of being exposed to something like that. Um, so when it comes to minorities and, and black people, um, those who are below the poverty line um, are more likely in areas who don't have the resources or, or the resources are, are so are stretched so thin, it's going to take a while for help to get to them. Right. Um, and, and I think the study said close to 50% of children, um, I think it was under the age of 10, are less likely to receive CPR compared to their white counterparts. So in the event you're dealing with a, uh, a drowning victim or, or mom or dad or grandma having a cardiac arrest, those around aren't aware, aren't knowledgeable of how to recognize those signs and symptoms and even how to help and perform CPR. Um, so that was one of the biggest things. And, 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 and one of my biggest focus has been trying to get down to some of those areas. And for me, it's going to be the Dallas area, right? And just, just teaching those people, showing them how and, and what to do in the event of, of a cardiac arrest or any other type of emergency. Cause it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a cardiac arrest. It could be a heart attack. It could be whatever. Um, excessive bleeding you know it, it could be it could be something like that so even when dealing with first aid um sometimes people either aren't knowledgeable or you still have those um those old wives tales of, of you know when you get this type of injury you know some people say snake bites just suck the venom out which you don't want to do you know so some of the stuff that's mm-hmm. um some information has been improperly passed and, and relayed right um, and, and just and just to to, to kind of educate some people. I mean, it's 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 yeah, it's partially a health issue in, in how we eat and things like that as as minorities and African Americans, but it's also um, being able to help in whatever way you can. And sometimes it's just 
you know, recognize when 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 sister is having a cardiac arrest or when grandma is is having a heart attack or when you know so and so is going to hypothermia or whatever the case may be. Um, so that's right. that's 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 what my focus um, has been now is just trying to educate the public the best way I can and, and as many as I can. Yes, and that education is so pertinent to our um, our culture. We don't have that, and what we don't know, it affects us. And so that is so great that you have this platform, you have this training center to not only educate your, you know, the people under you, but they can take that and, you know, continue the education. So have you ever uh, thought about, I don't know, I know you do individual training, but do you ever do like company training or do things like go to churches or different organizations that may have um, some of the um um, issues that you you mentioned earlier. So I, I have, and I actually have a frat brother who has some connections that, and, and we're working on um, getting into some of those areas. Um, and, and a lot of it now is just kind of word of mouth and, and just kind of networking, um, which a majority of my my clients, my customers, my potential, are all come from word of mouth. Right. So, I mean, you know, somebody needs some training or, or this issue came up and, and, you know, my name gets, you know, get popped up and, and also gets, you know, popped up on, on Google. Um, but, but, but that has been, been my focus as, 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 as far as getting into those areas and, and getting people to, to see the value um, in, in what I'm trying to bring them. Because it, it, what I've come to learn and what I found out is, especially when you're dealing with minorities, they may think it's a good idea until they bring it to the masses. And then somebody always wants a second guess or somebody wants to kind of knock down an idea. So it, sometimes it's, it's kind of getting that foot in the door and, and, and helping people to, to understand and recognize um, the value um, in something like that. Yes, and there is definitely value. And since you speak of this idea of word of mouth, we want to make sure that the listeners know that it is Barnes CPR Training Center, LLC, and you are based right now out of Texas, and you're looking I, to expand I, into the yep. Dallas area, I, I, right? I, 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 am, I am primary in the Dallas Metroplex. Um, if okay. you're from Texas, um, it, it is around the Frisco area, um, which is which is Frisco is where the, the Dallas Cowboys headquarters is. is, is I got family out there. So, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're right out here. So, um, yeah, just hit me up. Google. You'll find me. Um, we'll, we'll talk and, and, and get some information out there and, and, you know, teach people how to how to save a life. Yeah, we'll definitely make sure we um, put that information in the description so people will have access to you. So that's that's awesome that you are doing um, really cool, cool work and really giving back to the community. So now I know that you do a lot of, like you said, this work in the community. You've done a lot of um, jobs where you've had a lot of stress. Um, I can only imagine you've chasing behind someone in a car hoping not to be seen can uh um can be very stressful and um all of the things that you've you know as an EMT firefighter all of these things what has been um a way that you kind of deal with that stress like how do you balance it all 
Um, I I have and naturally I have always been very laid back. Um, I, I kind of take things in stride, and, and I try not to let things bother me. Um, and that's just naturally how I am. So how you know one situation may stress you out, it may not stress me out. At least at least not outwardly, right? Um, but what I what I have done is kind of picked up my running, right? So. You know, I, I, I run marathons and half marathons and five Ks and all that good stuff. And and as of late, um, more so more so towards the end of COVID, that that has been my go-to as far as releasing any type of stress that I have. Um, and that and that's just a way for me to clear my mind, right? Um, but I always try to find something constructive and, and, and sometimes it's if it's not running it's 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 pouring myself into you know my daughter and her girl scout troop or you know finding something else to do or you know watching chicago fire with my wife or whatever the case may be um which is a great show by the way oh my gosh don't get me started on that me me and my wife and, <laughs> and it, it is a good show it is a really good show um, but you know, when, when Chicago fire first came out, I was volunteering as a firefighter and, um, my wife was kind of taking some of the things that was happening there as gospel. And I mm. had to sit and stop and tell her like, mm, yeah, no, nah, not gonna happen. Right. Um, so, um, speaking of that, what is, what would you say is like the most common myth in relation to that line of work that people think it's true, but it's really not. I mean, it, 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 there are several, right. And, and some people, you know, say, well, fire departments sit on their, sit on their butts all day. Right. Um, or they're, or they're overpaid or they're, you know, whatever. And, and you have to look like this. It's fire departments do more than just put out fires, right. They, they respond to any other essentially quote unquote, cry for help from the city, right? I mean, it could be a medical call. It could be somebody stuck in a ditch. One department I was with, we did, you know, lockouts. So people got locked out of their car. Um, and and it's, it's, it's more than just kind of sitting around because you have to not only stay physically fit, but you also have to kind of stay up on, on some of the trainings and some of the, the continuing education that goes on. Cause, and, and, and that's what we do. And, and it's, it's always a... If there's downtime, you're learning something, whether it's freshening up on, you know, not tying or extrications or, or whatever. So there's there's always something to be done. So it's not one of those things where, you know, you sit down. Like if you look at Chicago Fire, you know, they got the 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 in-house romances and all this other stuff going on. And I, I have yet to hear of or even seen it with my eyes of, of where that that is the case. There's uh, always that in the the um what was that the Chicago MD or whatever. There's always these Chicago. weird. Yeah, it's, yeah, but and and what it's I had so to, unrealistic. Had to, it well it, it yes and no and I, I think what they kind of do is it's it's based off of realistic situations because they because they have their their advisors and the people they talk to and they spend time with and, and things like that that are actually in the field and, and stuff like that, but. Because it is a TV show and it is it is designed to draw ratings, you have to kind of make it a little dramatic, 
right? You kind of have to make it to where, you know, what's going to happen next. And, and, and there's been times when my wife has gotten so, so caught up to what's going on. I look up and she's kind of teary eyed or she's in shock or she's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Or what's going to happen next? You can't end the show like that. And, and that's what it's designed to do, right? I'm not saying it's all false. I'm not saying it's all true, but I mean, it's, it, it's a mixture, right? Um, and, and I think that's kind of, that's, that's kind of one of the, one of the myths that people compare Hollywood with real life. Right. I mean, we, you know, we still got to eat. So we still got to go out to Kroger's and Walmart or whatever to go shopping and, and, and get food and, and things like that. So we still have to do those stuff. We're still still human beings. Right. We're still normal people. You know, your, your neighbor, the average Joe, you know, we just, you know, decide to pick up a calling of, 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 of risking, you know, you know, risking a life to, to, to save a life type deal. So, um. But yeah, I mean, I think those are some 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 of the myths. But I mean, I I, I still like Chicago Fire and Lone Star Nine One One and all that good stuff, right? But yeah, uh, yeah, you just you just kind of have to kind of kind of pick and 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 and, and kind of kind of weed through what uh, what's what's factual and what's not. So yeah, indeed. Um, so one of the reasons people often feel like that their dreams have been put on hold is because it just doesn't seem enough time in the day. How do you balance your day-to-day life along with your career as well as pursuing all of your other passions outside of your career? Oh, horribly, horribly. Um, <laughs> that's not what you're supposed to say. No, it, 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 no, but, okay. but I love that because so, that's truthful. So, 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 so what it is is, yes, there's only 24 hours in a day. And... Yes, I, I wake up at five, six o'clock in the morning and kind of get a run and kind of do this, that, and the third. But it, but it, it's kind of one of the things that you, you you kind of have to try to prioritize everything, and 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 you have to take the small battles or or, or the wins where you can get them, right? I mean, whether it's I got up and I cleaned out my car, or I washed my car, or, or whatever, right? And you kind of have to take that win, but then build on top of that, right? Let's move on to the next, right? Um, even if it's a big mm-hmm. project, sometimes you kind of have to to break that project down. And there's nothing wrong. Even when I worked at, at, at State Farm, right? There's 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 nothing wrong with taking a big project, breaking it down, giving yourself a timeline, and, and kind of building upon that. Um, and, and, and that in a sense has kind of, kind of helped me deal with, with some other things. And, and one thing my wife has, has, has always done and, and even further implemented is a digital, ca- a digital calendar to where we both have on our, on, on our phones, but we also have a, a master calendar that's in her office, right? So if I have a class, if I got something going on, it has to go on the board, right? If she has something going on, it has to go on the board. We try to keep it on the phones, not all the time, but it has to be on the board. So, I mean, if somebody calls me and says, hey, I got a class, and if, and, and if it's not on my calendar and I'm open on that day, I got to make sure it's open on, on hers because she still works from home and she, she still has a life and she still has things that she needs to do and get accomplished. And so does my oldest daughter. She's got dance. And she's got Girl Scouts. She's got basketball. She's got all this stuff. And, and so we, we have to make sure that we have time and, and not kind of overlap. Um, and kind of kind of push one person's um, project or goal agenda to the side. So it's it's all about um, kind of prioritizing, mixing in with with 
kind of breaking everything down, right? Don't don't take on a big task and, and not think it needs to, it doesn't need to be broken down. Because once you once you have a big task and you don't break it down, you can get overwhelmed. And if you get overwhelmed, you know, a lot of people like to like, all right, I'm done. I can't do this. And they just and they put it to the side, right? And you can't do that because you're not gonna get anything accomplished and then you just have a whole trail full of unfinished projects, right? Um, mm-hmm. and, and, it, and it's going to follow you, you know, everywhere you go. So, you know, trying to get in the habit of, of having some type of system and then, and then breaking down all your larger projects to smaller projects, right? It may take a little and bit longer. And that's so helpful. Yeah. And, and, and I, I've kind of had to learn in the hard way sometimes. And, and you know, and sometimes that's the best teacher, right? But, you know, once, once a big project is broken down and, and give yourself a timeline, but also give yourself to be flexible. Um, cause you know, life happens, life gets in the way, right? I'm, I'm working on a project and I, I'm, I'm focused and I'm, I'm in the zone and all of a sudden my wife comes and my daughter comes to, Hey, I gotta, I gotta go here. We need to go, blah, blah, blah. And that, you know, so that have to stop and refocus and, and come back and remember to finish that project. So it's, 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 it's about being flexible and adaptable, right? Um, yeah, you know, that was key. It, Just breaking it, it all down. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. take, it, take your wings when you can get them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I I have to do the same thing. Um, I uh, the totality of a project sometimes can be so overwhelming that it may be hard for you to just um, feel like you can accomplish it. But when you take it down and break it down into little little smaller tasks, you find that you get more accomplished. And I love that you guys uh, also keep a calendar. Um, I, I keep a calendar as well. Me and my boyfriend, uh, we, um, we really try to keep as organized as possible. So that is definitely important, important dates, know what's going on. So, um, I guess my biggest thing is remembering to write on the calendar because I have like three or four calendars. So trying to have the digital camera, digital, digital calendar, as well as the, the hard calendar. That's kind of important. Uh, a lot. A lot of things changed this past year and a half. Um, Work-life balance. Uh, You mentioned that your wife works from home, um, and I'm sure your kids were working from home. How has the pandemic changed your thinking in terms of the idea of work-life balance? Um, it, it, It has changed in a sense. Well, let me rephrase. It hasn't really changed. Right. Because I was I was still going in. Um, my wife had, had kind of readjusted to, to work from home, but it was it was good um, because we have a two year old. So she was able to spend more time with her. And then with the pandemic, um, our daycare shut down. Right. Um, then even after it picked up, she decided that the lady who owned the daycare decided that she wanted to focus on personal stuff. So essentially we had nowhere to take her. Well, we did, but didn't necessarily want to pay that, you know, that $400 a week or whatever. Right. Um, yeah, that can get expensive. Oh yes, it can. Um, with the oldest, it, 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 it changed for her in a sense that, yeah, she didn't see her friends all the time, but she got a chance to, to, to do virtual and she enjoyed it. She loved it. She didn't have a problem with it. Right. I mean, every once in a while we had to, had to wake her up and, and make sure she wasn't late for class, but that didn't happen often. Um, but she, you know, she did her stuff and, 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 and was able to, to not fall behind with her school. 
and you know, my wife had to spend you know more time with with the baby, and 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 towards the end of of last year, um, and not even then, but but prior, I was I was really starting to um, miss being home with the girls and miss being with the girls, right? Um, because in 2012, my my oldest was two. And not only was I a volunteer firefighter, but I was also working full time. So I would go two days a week. Actually, yeah, two days some weeks and and three or four days other weeks not seeing my oldest or barely seeing my wife because I was I was literally going from one job to the next, come home, change, Maybe grab some meat and then go, you know, and then, and then go back or whatever. So, um, I mean, that, that, I didn't like that. You know, I enjoy spending time with, with, with my girls. And, um, with the pandemic, it, it just really, mixture of other things, it just really missed, you know, spending time with them and, 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 and helping, helping my wife, you know, raise them and, and making sure they're taken care of and, and, and trying to, trying to ease some of that that stress and that and, and, and that pressure um from her having to having to juggle everything right she's got to work and she's got this and the kids and you know kid one kid two all this good stuff so you know it's, it's, it gave me an opportunity to kind of to kind of be home and, and at least want to be home and, and not said i want to be home but really appreciate being home um with the girl yeah, so. it, it, it allowed so much of us to just kind of reset for a minute and take that time I'm, I'm glad that your wife had that opportunity to to bond with your the little one you know because everything is always so go 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 but just getting to spend that quality time is is absolutely essential and I can only imagine how it made it even harder having to go out into the leave the house when everybody's at home and um I can only imagine. Um, so I know that you, in the process of doing all of these things, you started a business, you, you're changing careers, you're, you're enhancing careers, um, you're going back to school. How, how do you, um, or what do you wish you would have known before you returned to school after time away? Well, as a matter of fact, I'm, I I graduated last December. Graduated my master's last December. Okay, all right. Um, so thank you. So what I wish I had known, I wish I had finished it. I wish I went back sooner. Um, because and and what I have learned, at least with 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 the the the, the school that I was attending, is that a lot of it, a lot of the curriculum, a lot of the activities. Um, was geared towards younger students. Mm. And I was at the age that I was considered a non-traditional student. And non-traditional student essentially is somebody who is, who is beyond, who's over 24 and, and works full time and, and this, that, and the third. So I was, I was a non-traditional student. I was going to school at night, right? And um, there's all these, all these activities, um, networking activities and events that were going on during the day. And guess what? I couldn't attend because I had to work, right? And and I, I can't take off every event that I want to attend. So it was it was kind of one of those things where I didn't necessarily feel like I was getting left behind um, or missing out, but I knew I had to had to kind of play catch up as far as networking and things like that. So if if I had known 
if, if I if I knew then what I what I know now, I would have I would have either finished schooling early or gone back a lot sooner than what I did. Because after I left Wisconsin, I did not go back to school, and that mm-hmm. was that was a good five year gap. So I, um, I know about that taking some time off. I took I think I took like ten years in between me getting two different degrees. So I get it. Yeah. Um, uh, so now that you've, 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 even though you've, uh, had different, uh, challenges, despite that being a challenge for you, it's, it's wonderful that you overcame that challenge and you went back and you finished. So now that you have children, especially two beautiful little girls, how has having children changed your thinking in terms of chasing your dreams or achieving your goals? Um, I, I'm more intentional with, with the things I do um, because I know my daughters will pick up on, on things that's going on. And, and both of my girls are, are, are bright. I mean, they're 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 awesome and, and they pick up on every little thing. And, and my oldest is not only does she see stuff, but she kind of takes it on in the sense that. She lets stuff worry her and bother her and concern her that she shouldn't. So, so if I if, if I'm stressed out or or not sure or whatever about something, she can pick up on it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's I'm, I'm more intentional about what I do, how I approach things, um, and, and making sure that I I finish, you know, I I finish a goal and. and when I when I received when, when I finished undergrad and went right into grad school uh, and graduated, I didn't want to walk. Like it wasn't a big deal for me. Like I whatever, I get my diploma, they mail it to me, whatever. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. With my undergrad, my wife made sure that I walked because she wanted it to to be to the point where my oldest would see that and oh, and, and yes. learn to understand. It's like well. Doesn't matter how old daddy is, he still finished, right? He, he still, you know, finished it and, and, and did that, right? And, and and it was the same thing when I got my master's, right? So um, my master's, I, I, I got my my master's, I got my diploma in December of, of last year. Um, so my wife and, and the two girls were thirty yards away from me, right? Eye level, so you know they they can see me and. And, and my youngest got a chance to, to to see that and experience that. So um, it's just being more deliberate um, in how I do things and, and how I approach situations. Yes. So thank you for all of that. Um, those little nuggets. I I think that uh, listeners can really take away a lot of um, really uh, cool things to just kind of continue what they can do in their life to kind of maintain that balance. And, and I think a lot of people can relate to that going back to school and, and I'm, I'm glad that they were able to see that. Cause I remember when I was a little, I was, a, I had um, brothers that were a lot older than me and I remember being three years old, couldn't really see, but I went to like this, their high school graduation mm-hmm. and it just, the feeling of graduation overall was just such um, a great 
uh, experience just to, to feel that, to see it. Yep. And every time I see it, I, even now, um, you know, working in higher education and when we had to go to the, uh, graduations, I almost got to go to all of them. But when you go to the graduations and you're wearing the gown and you're seeing all the hard work from all of those, um, people of all different ages and they've done it and they've accomplished and their family's there. It's such a beautiful moment. And it's mm-hmm. something that as a, I'm sure as a young person, they will always remember that. So I'm glad that they were able to have that experience. So um, before we, you know, get ready to get out of here, um, I want to do what I call the random round. Um, okay. It's just a series of a few questions that I just kind of ask, just so we can kind of get an idea of who you are as a person. I know it seems random, but there's always something in it that's some golden nuggets in there. So tell us, what is the worst advice you've actually listened to? The worst advice I've listened to? Yes. Oh, man, that that is a random. I don't. Because sometimes we take stuff in, but is it? <laughs> so I have a story, but I'll so so not not to 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 throw this person under the bus, but um, whenever you start like that, <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know, and I'm trying to reword it because if if this person listens to this, then they're gonna they're gonna beat me. Um, when I was when I was trying to become a firefighter, like when I was first going through the process, whatever, um, it was actually my wife. She was like, eh, is it really worth it? When are you going to stop? Right. And, and when she says something like that, it, it's not, it's, it's not her saying, Hey, you should stop. Cause I don't have one time she don't say stop, but it, it, she says in a way for me that kind of puts a little doubt and a little in the second guess. And for for a minute I did. I was like, I I give up. Like I'm done. Whatever. It's not gonna happen. Never become a firefighter. Never been on the deposit. Blah 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 blah. Um, but then I kind of I, I I kind of reevaluated some things and and I've learned over time that there's more than one way to skin a cat. So okay. there's more than one way to achieve your goal, and yeah. so I I kind of had to approach approach the whole situation from a different from a different angle, different aspect. So it wasn't it wasn't necessarily her telling me to to stop to give up, which in in hindsight she wasn't telling me, but at the time I thought she was. Um, mm. Just caused you to pause a little bit. It yeah, it caused me to, to hit the brakes because I mean. Everything, every bit of advice or anything my wife says, I kind of, I, I, I take to heart. Um, as you should. As I should. Um, <laughs> be, because I, I, I'm, 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 I've learned, and I am still learning, um, that she is able to see the bigger picture when it comes to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, and, it's, and if, and even if, even though it, it may have seemed like you, you put the bricks on it, I think. If you think about it, what she did caused you to pause and just really evaluate and make sure. So I think it overall, I think even though you paused, that's still something that it was instilled in you. And, if you know, you guys work through that together in a way, maybe that forcing you to, to do that pause was like, you know what, maybe I really do need to think about some stuff. 
Yep. Yep. And 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 for a hot second, I I I was I was almost done. Um, and I was thinking, man, I got all these all these these classes and fire academy all down the drain and blah 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 blah. But um, I mean, it's and and it's good because she's she's a, a support system I've always had. And, and she always she she keeps it real. Like she'll support me, but she also be like, "All right, now, well, is this really the best thing to do? Is this, is this really the best route to take, or or whatever?" So it's, I mean, yeah, yeah. And everybody needs that. Okay, so um, another question: mm-hmm. What chance encounter changed your life? What chance encounter? Yeah, something a chance encounter, something that just randomly came across. What was that 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 happened that changed your life? Man, that that is a not a good one. Really, that is a really random round we got going on. (laughs) I Um, know. I I had to switch some questions up, so I was like, I'm gonna. I like to ask different questions for different people. So so, okay, so 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 check this out. Um, I am not. So I'm, 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 I am a social butterfly, but I'm not. And it's kind of one of those things where I kind of like pick and choose when I want to be bothered with people. Um, so most of the time, like if you, if you, most of the time you see me, I like, I keep to myself, right? I just don't, you know, not necessarily don't want to be bothered, but I just keep to myself, right? And several years back I was I was at the gym. I was at our community gym and I was working out and I had my headphones on. Didn't want to be bothered. Didn't just in the zone, right? Didn't care. Don't don't come talk to me. Don't leave me alone. And uh a guy came up to me and we got to chit chatting and come to find out he was a firefighter. And we got to talking and he ended up being um not only a good friend of mine, but he he is he is 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 responsible, at least in 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 part, for me getting on with the volunteer fire department that I got on, which kind of helped me find my way into the fire service. Um, so I, I mean that 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 was that was a really random chance encounter because normally I would have just blown him off and not even said anything to him or or be bothered with him. But um, yeah, just I know people in the gym. They don't really talk. So nah, the fact nah, that you were don't. able to, I was like, what? Two men randomly who don't know each other striking up conversation. And I have, gym? I have, I, I, to this day, I cannot even tell you what that conversation was about. Um, but it, it, it happened, right? I don't know if it was one of those things to where you know he just felt the need to say something to me, or it was just like, all right, Matt, just say hi or be nice or whatever a lot of times when we go out my wife is like well, be nice but i am nice i just don't say anything <laughs> right <laughs> um so it, it 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 could be you know it, it could be one of those or or both right but um, you know I'm, I'm glad it happened and 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 joe is actually a good buddy of mine and he's, he's doing big things and he moved with his, him and his family moved to michigan and they're doing some big things up there so um hey yeah. that's 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 great that's always good to to have those feel good moments and you just chance encounters you just never know okay so last question if you could have dinner with anyone living or dead who would it be gosh just one person just one person if if 
I'll, I'll break the rules a little bit. You can have more than one. Uh, all right, dinner with so. So there's there's Denzel Washington. Only one dinner though. Only one. Oh, one dinner. Perfect. We're at a table. <laughs> yes. We we yes. are at a table. Um. And 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 after we get up, and after we get off this call, it's going to change, right? Um. <laughs> Denzel Washington, Jim Carrey, those those two are some of the brightest persons. Um, I mean, if you ever just just watch an interview or just just listen to their story, they they are some of the the, the brightest human beings I've I've ever come across and just been been drawn to. Um, right. I I, I got to go with them. It has to be. Um, it's going to be Dr. King. Um, okay. It is going to be uh, Madam C.J. Walker. Yes, the first uh, black female yes, millionaire. Yes, mm-hmm. it has got to yes. be her. Um, there is Misty Copeland, and that's more so for my daughter, but just to pick her brain. Um, yeah, she's amazing. Oh she man, is. I got to she see is. her live. She, she's, uh, she's Did really you? good. She, yeah, she was she, well not dancing, but I got to see her at a book reading because um, she had a book out at the time, and all the little girls came in their ballerina outfits. It was just it was just amazing. My see my little brown black and brown girls. My oldest was on a Zoom call with her with uh, Girl Scouts, so nice. she got a chance to to, to kind of experience and, and experience that. So um. Okay, so we got Denzel. We, we got, got Denzel. Jim we got Jim Carrey. We got Dr. King. We got C.J. Walker. Adam C.J. Walker. We got Misty. Uh, Misty. Um, man, I am going to. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna do a Frederick Douglass, and I'm Ooh. going to do, um, my great grandfather, who I have never okay. met. Mm. But he was a Buffalo soldier. Wow. That is amazing. So I, I, I got to have all of them at that dinner. And that dinner is probably going to have to start as early as four or five. Because that, that's going to be a lot of, of conversing and, and education. And, and it's, 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 it's going to spread. Right, it's going to go yeah, a lot of knowledge there. It, it, is going to be, it, it is one of those things to where you just sit there and suck it all in and, and get a tape recorder. Right? Um, yeah, because I couldn't be at that table. I would just, I would never speak. They were like, there no. was somebody on the end. I don't know who that was. And I love history, right? So it, mm-hmm. it's, it's really going to be one of those things to where I'm going to be on the high for days. So, oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Madam CJ Walker. Oh, if I could pick her brain. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all of them, just all of them are great. But, you know, I just, yeah, there's so many questions. So many questions. There's a lot of questions. All right. Well, I just want to thank you so much. I don't want to keep you all night. I know you got to get back to your family. But, um, you know, thank you so much for just taking this time to 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 talk to my listeners and um, uh, just coming in and being an awesome guest. And if listeners want to get more information about you or your business, where can they go? Um, they can go to www.barnesmobilecpr.com. 
Um, if you're on uh, Instagram, it is going to be Barnes underscore CPR underscore training. Um, if you are on Facebook, it's going to be Barnes CPR Training Center. Um, that's where they can find me. If you have any questions, you want to talk to me on the phone, you can call me at 972-945-9280. Um, if I don't answer, leave a message, I'll get back to you. But I greatly, greatly appreciate this. Uh, and, and, and I forgot to do it and I need to do it. I apologize. I will thank okay, you so much ahead. for, um, making a donation to, um, to my charity. The Ronald McDonald oh, House Charities. You're welcome. You're yes, welcome. I have, I have been fundraising. Um, I've been a charity runner um, for them for four years now. Three or four years. Um, so yeah, I, We got to be I, sure I, to leave that a description in the, uh, yeah, um, yeah. a link to that in the uh, yeah, description. I, I greatly appreciate that. Every, every support the Ronald McDonald House um, is, is, has been around for, for a few decades and, and their mission is to keep families close and, and what happens is in the event that um, your child is sick and needs um, some type of medical procedures they, they help offset the cost it helps um, it, it puts puts families up into lodging um, they provide meals for um, for the families while you know while the child is is, is in the hospital and, and actually um, a friend of ours um, uh, Jessica Epps, she had to use, um, she had to use the Ronald McDonald house when her son was in the hospital several years back. Um, mm. so, so she can vouch on, on, on the benefits and, and, and the good that, uh, that Ronald McDonald house is, is doing. Okay. All right. Uh, definitely. Thank you for that. Um, you heard it from Matt himself. We will. I will make sure I put all of the links to all of those um, those uh, social media, the websites, and um, um, the charity link in the description notes. And uh, just to go ahead and do final closings, um, I just want to thank um, everyone for listening in, and I want you to tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. for a new episode. And until we meet again, I'm your host Nikki C. And remember. It's time to get back to dreaming again, if not now, then when.